And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley as we begin a Thursday, whether you like it or not. Gary, <laughs> Well, I like it. I like it. I do, too. Because there's a ton of things to uh, to, to talk about. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there is. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I just, I've, I've got to play this again. All right? I've got to, we've, we've got to play this audio. Okay? Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, here we yeah, go. Yeah. We have to play it for a specific reason. Yeah. All right? So, here we go. Autocracy has grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. America. I love the analysis of it. And then everybody was quiet. Yeah, because it was the what the hell was that moment. And, and, and some of the things yesterday on Twitter. Well, name you. We still don't know what you're talking about, but name one. Oh, I don't know. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> yeah. The other one was, oh, I don't know. Of all the. All the autocrats around the world, what autocratic leader would like to take over the world's second largest economy with a huge military, a subservient population? Oh, we don't know. Uh, Kim uh, Jong-un? <laughs> Kim Jong-un. <laughs> Vladimir Putin? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Oh, I'm coughing now. I, I just... <laughs> Bernie Sanders? I mean, come on, the list is long. Bernie Sanders, that's right. <laughs> if, if you saw uh, Vice President Harris smile a little bit, she was even thinking, hmm, uh, me? Yeah, I, I, I could. could. I like the Bernie Sanders yeah, idea. Yeah. AOC, she Bern- might like it. Well, the reason I say Bernie Sanders, because he's been around almost as long as Vladimir Putin. So... It would be a cage match between Bernie Sanders and Vladimir Putin. Well, didn't uh, didn't Sanders a uh, vacation uh, right before the uh, communist revolution? Was there? it his honeymoon? I think he spent it was the, his honeymoon. Yeah, the honey- Soviet Union. Was that was that before the communist yeah, revolution? Because right. I think right. he was there even before, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and I do know. I mean, he's he's older than Vladimir, but Vladimir's <sighs> been in power longer. Maybe I don't know. I'd have to go back actually and look at that. I'm including the KGB years for for Vladimir. I call him Vladimir because we're on a first name Green basis. basis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. There's a whole list. 
I oh don't, my gosh! By the way, if I don't know Marjor- where to begin. If if Marjorie Taylor Greene, instead of you know, she shouted li- liar yes. at, at at another point in in the State of the Union. Had she shouted Kim Jong Un in that moment, it would have been the moment of all State of the Union addresses. Oh, oh my gosh! I would have laughed oh. hysterically. But you know, here's the problem. The silence was everything. Everybody, there was like, eh. I think that's why he doubled down. Name one. We're trying to figure out what you just said. <laughs> what? Because normally, when you hear the you know the raising of the voice and 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 the, and the change and the cadence and everything. That's when you get your own. That's when the presidents, whoever the president is, their own party stands up and gives them a standing ovation with applause. Everybody was like, huh? Nobody could figure that out. What a mess. Wow. Uh, and it doesn't get any better. You know, uh, as uh, we were talking yesterday, the day just moved on from the State of the Union and really became about the Chinese balloon again, became about the Twitter files because of the hearings. And the, and it, it, it you know, the Hunter thing. AOC had a moment, you know, during the hearings, you know, this, this, what'd she say, half fake what, Hunter, Bi- yeah, Hunter the- Biden story. And I thought to myself, is she admitting, is she admitting? That even parts of it are true. <laughs> I mean, that was. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, one was of those. Bad. It, it was. was bad. It was really horrible. And and I thought to myself, you know, the more you act that way, the more the media is paying attention to it. If your job is, if you believe your job is to get this story out of the news cycle, which I don't think is going to happen anyway, but if you believe your part in it is to keep it out of the news cycle then you shouldn't say anything. But she had one of those moments where she was just, you know, she was in her chair, you know, so she w- wasn't doing the um, uh, the bouncing thing that she was doing the other day. Again, I don't know where that comes from. I think she believes she's a pastor at a church, if she believed in church. But here's the thing, is that you're making it worse by going on this, you know, little rant and then saying it's half true. You know, you can you can say words on your side, speaking of AOC, that like misinformation. You can say, well, this is a bunch of misinformation. We're wasting our time here and then move on. But when you admit and by the way, it, everybody was was just oh. uh, tweeting. It was so it was so incredible. The response on that, because who was it that that tweeted? Uh, that's, uh, oh, it's what's his name, uh, from the, uh, from the Twitter files that, you know, he was kind of live tweeting Michael the Schell- whole thing. Yeah. Schellenberger. Schellenberger. Yeah. Yeah. He did. And he tweeted, he said, you know, it's, you know, this, this whole thing, it's, it's, you know, it's a, that, that was a bizarre moment. And he, you know, said, because nobody in the media, and then he posted under his comment, the CBS, Acknowledgement, which was basically the last of the major media groups to admit that the Hunter Biden mm-hmm. thing is that the the laptop thing is real, and you know it was just 
I mean, she was just getting it handed right back to her. But those are the things that, you know, the left has been able to get away with. And I think they believe that they're still able to get away with, you know, the era when, and it was a, you know, I mean, uh, during the, when Twitter was uh, run by a bunch of liberals and, and, and the uh, social media could, uh, you know, just kick you off by posting the, tr- because you posted the truth. Um, all these things they believe they can still get away with. They believe they had won the information war forever or disinformation war forever. And yeah. that's coming to a screeching halt. And I'm sure they're well, angry. Again, one of the problems is Americans don't believe in censorship and neither do Democrats. Right. You know, when you see that when it comes to the censorship of, of, uh, of Twitter or uh, and, and again, everything. And I think this was part of the end of the show yesterday. And I think you said, wow, everything you can you can connect the dots. You can sit there and just look at the basically the information that we have now. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't know everything, mm-hmm. but you can look at the information and say, wow, we can connect the dots from the classified documents. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. All the way through Hunter Biden's laptop, influence peddling, censoring of Twitter, that yeah. there's dots that connect all the way along. The Chinese yeah. balloon, because, I mean, it brings up a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Chinese right. balloon. No, you're right. The Chinese. Because the, the question right. is, the president compromised? Right. Did he refuse to shoot the balloon down because he was compromised? Because he was busy, his family was busy right. influence peddling to the Chinese. And and understand, because, you know, it's it's a... Uh, Look, I understand people uh, tune in and they they catch half of a conversation. When we talk the we're talking the politics of it. Mm. There's still a lot to be known on it. We're not right, making right. you know when we make specific allegations, we'll we'll make the specific allegation. But we preface these things and say the politics of it and what is out there right now is what drives public opinion. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the politics of it all. Be, uh, that the Democrats are not winning in this. And I want to just give another example because uh, I think Biden thought, I saw all I saw is a CNN flash poll, 70% thought, you know, Biden's speech is, you know, was positive. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't even get into the specifics of it because, again, I knew that most would be, most would not be talking about it by the time we got to the end of yesterday. And when I woke up, and I woke up, about 11 o'clock and then called my dad immediately. Mm. And it was probably 1230 in the afternoon where I started paying attention to the news. And it was like, wow, you went to the social media and you're like, nobody's talking about the state of the union. That's like right. done. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, um, uh, you know, it, it, I, the, so again, it was the, uh, the, the hearings on Twitter and censoring, mm-hmm. but when you look at where the public stands on it, when we talk about the politics of it, where we're stating the politics is right now, and we did this before the polls came out, what we believe was going on, and the polls have backed up exactly what we have said. So when we talk about the politics of a situation on the uh, information that is known now, we're not making specific allegations. We're just saying that's the politics and that's the problem that the president and or the Democrats have with it is that the public doesn't buy it. Because I'll get people, well, you guys are making accusations. No, we're not. We're telling you about the politics of the situation right now, which we can look at and say, are we right in how the public is viewing all this? Because the public comes to assumptions. The public can come to assumptions based on the fact that you won't, as a politician, give any information. Right. And what they come to is, okay, this should be investigated because clearly 
they're hiding something. And this is another example of it. This is uh, Biden in the softball interview uh, on uh, the PBS uh, NewsHour last night. You said just possessing classified documents is, you said, totally irresponsible. So what was totally irresponsible about the fact that you had some? What they've informed me not to speak to this issue to any way try to prejudice the investigations. Nobody buys that. No. That was horrible. No. And I think what happened is he, he, he they, I think the White House bought the hype, said, look, this was a positive. We have no positive moments. That was a positive moment. People liked, people liked the, you know, what you said, which was, we're going to give everybody everything and there'll be nothing to pay. There'll be no debt. And we're going to tax all the billionaires. Eh, the populist, that populist thing, people like it. Well, now we're back to reality. And the poll came out yesterday. People believe the food prices are going to continue to go up and not come down. As the president was telling you, inflation is coming down, which it is not. Well, and and that's it. You know, look, from the beginning on the documents thing, if from the beginning, whoever at his office, University of Pennsylvania, first saw the documents and called the FBI and National Archives and said, hey, we're we're going to back out of it. We want you guys on on uh, on 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 the premises to do your own investigation here. We're going to we're going to walk away from it. And then they had come out and said, look, uh, these documents were discovered and we're going to let the FBI uh, Department of Justice, the National Archives, handle all of this. We respect the process. We're not going to talk about this because we respect the process. And as soon as we can talk about it, we will fill you in uh, and fill the American people in on what's going on. And if they had repeated that over and over again, the problem on the documents thing is the reason people don't believe him is because, number one, he's a liar. Number two is because he continues to change the, the non-answers. He continues to be evasive in a way that a liar is invasive, evasive, right. And, right. and that is you're changing and, the, the story. And one more. Yeah. He's president of the United States. He's not a regular citizen. Yep. And so the public views you completely different mm-hmm. if you're hiding something to sit there and basically say, uh, I'm, I'm not going to answer any questions and I'm president of the United States. And the public is suspicious of influence peddling and the public is suspicious as to why you had all these top secret documents in so many different places that relate to Hunter Biden. You're president of the United States. <laughs> the same the, the same legal morality yep. does not apply to you. Yep. And, and you know, at the ultimate uh, public servant here. But it would have been a million times better than the way they handled it. And, and that's the only way you could have, the only way you can really respond to that is no comment. As soon as the investigation is concluded and the job is done, we will talk about it. Until then, we won't. But Biden can't help himself. You just heard him again. I've been told that I can't talk about it. He wants to. He wants to talk about it badly which is why this whole thing and the excuses and the lies, he's botching his own lies. Who botches their own lies? 86690-RED-EYE. Tires command a lot of attention. As a top expense for drivers and a leading cause of CSA violations, any tire maintenance practice that can help extend tire life is worth consideration. Consider tire balancing, which can set you up for savings and a smoother ride before your tires touch the highway. Tire balancing corrects an uneven distribution of weight in tires and wheel assemblies, but the trick is to be proactive and not reactive. Conduct routine tire inspections and pay special attention to any unusual wear patterns. 
Once unusual tread wear is visible on a tire, its traction and stopping distance is reduced and its lifespan will likely be shortened. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Hey drivers, Eric Harley here. Today I want to talk to you about CatScale. Most of you have heard about CatScale's guarantee, but did you realize they guarantee axle weights and the gross weight? That's right. If you weigh legal on a CatScale and then get an overweight citation, CatScale will pay you back for the fine or go to court with you. Now that's a guarantee. Besides the guarantee, the people at Catscale have been working on some other things to make life easier for you. Many of you are already using their Weigh My Truck app to weigh your loads. Super easy, right? For you drivers out there who aren't, let me tell you, download this app. It's a huge time saver. Simply set up an account at WeighMyTruck.com or ask your company to do it, and then you just pull on the scale, open the app, follow the screens, and within a matter of seconds, you are weighed and You'll see your weights right there on your phone or tablet. That's it. You're done. You'll also get a locked PDF copy of the scale ticket emailed to you. Wang doesn't get any easier than that. If you want to know more about the Way My Truck app, go to WayMyTruck.com or give Catscale a call. 877-CATSCALE. Their help desk is always open. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up on the show today, we got so much to talk about. This bothered me. You and I were talking about this during our pre-show meeting, and it really didn't get a lot of play, but it's where Secretary of uh, uh, Defense Austin came out and said that the spy balloon forced us to limit movement and communications that would give away our nuclear capabilities. Hiding from the enemy on our own soil. Yep. Unbelievable. When I heard that, I went, my God, do you know what? Number one, should he even be saying that? You know, you and I talk, you know, we, we've, uh, you know, one of the criticisms, you know, especially after all the classified documents uh, were found in numerous places. Yeah. Uh, for not for Trump, right. but for uh, Biden was, well, we overclassify. Well, should we be talking about and we said this from the very beginning? When they came out, we said, was it classified? And the Republicans haven't been on this. Maybe in the House and Senate Intelligence Committee they will. I don't know. But you and I said from the very beginning, wait a minute. Uh, If we didn't detect those three balloons uh, during the Trump administration and one during uh, the, the Biden administration, if we didn't detect them, why are we telling the Chinese we didn't detect them? Right. They don't know if we did or not. Right. So why are we doing that? Was that cla- and why didn't we know of that information beforehand? That's that probably should have been classified. Yeah. And was it classified? And if it wasn't classified, how come nobody ever talked about it including any Republicans out there? Right. And so we'll get to more of that. Walt Disney to ax 7,000 uh workers. The House starts investigating Twitter censoring. AOC, we have to bring her up. Mm. Americans expect to pay more for food. Uh, are Well, we already did that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We already did that to start the show. Are there world leaders that would take Xi's place? 
Uh, <laughs> we have yes. a list. Yes. Uh, uh, more on the Biden a softball interview with uh, PBS. We'll talk about the California Secretary of State that wants to the California to be the leader on reparations. And we believe in federalism here. And since we believe in federalism, mm-hmm. we believe in the experiments of each state. So we say, yes, California. Uh, uh, do what San Francisco is uh, proposing and what that one council person in San Francisco wishes to do, which is five million and not to just people that li- that would be eligible for reparations in California, but anybody around bring people back. Right, bring people right. back to California in order to get back people to, you know, they're leaving because they don't have money. So give them money. Give them $5 million and allow all the of these people that would be eligible for reparations expanded to come in from other states. We think that's a great idea for California. Yes. And then, and then, <laughs> once they all come back, you build a wall and make Nevada pay for it. Yes, exactly. Could you, I can imagine... Our, con- our conservative listeners in California, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't leave. It's going to be uh, Escape from New York, right. and 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 the uh, uh, a new, the a new- sequel, Escape from L.A. It's going to be Snake Plissken. We'll get Kurt Russell on the phone. We're going to have to do Escape from California. You know, because we'll pay you five million to come back, but if you try and leave, we're going to tax you twenty million. Just bizarre. The Hotel California. Exactly. You can check in, but you can never leave. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances if you owe a... Giving you 70% each night. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Let's go to John in North Carolina about the State of the Union address. Uh, Hi, John. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Um, no, I just wanted to call because uh, I couldn't help but laugh when uh, Biden was talking about how uh, energy prices are coming down. And I thought that's really funny because the day before I got a letter from my power company that the rates are going up next month. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Well, that's, no, but yeah. that's no. Well, no, I, I understand that because that's one of the one of the problems. If you look, you know, the specific things that he was talking about, but just in general, when he said inflation is coming down. Everyone knows yeah. that's a lie. Yeah. There isn't, right. there isn't, yeah. because it is a lie. Inflation, the rate of increase of inflation might be coming down, but prices are still going up. As we explained uh, on, on yesterday's show. Thanks, John. You know, if, if you look, for example, if your energy bill, if your energy bill is, uh, is a uh, hundred, just throwing out the figure of a hundred dollars a month. I know everybody's laughing. We don't live in a cardboard box, Gary. <laughs> but let, let, let's say your energy, uh, your, uh, uh, heating bill, electricity, natural gas, whatever it is, was a hundred bucks. And then every month it go, it's been going up $10 a month. 
over a period of uh, a, of a year, you're like, wow, I was at 100, now I'm at 220. Well, all of a sudden, it only starts going up five or six cents, or excuse me, five or six dollars a month, not ten dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And you say, my energy prices are coming down. And so I asked the mainstream media and Democrats out there, why do you buy into that lie? Inflation is not coming down. The rate of the increase of inflation is coming down. And there's a big difference, as anybody could understand, by the scenario that we just laid out. Well, and and now we're well into the... uh, massive spike in inflation in that the cumulative effect year over year is getting monstrous these are things that they can't get away with in terms of lying to the american people about when you say well inflation is coming down and everybody is like what are you talking about if if you're watching let's just say you don't pay attention much and then you just come across the state of the union and he says something like that. In that moment, you're going to question whether he knows what's going on, whether mentally he's all there or not, just from the one comment. Because the fact of the matter is, is that they're paying for it. They're doing their own shopping. And here's the difference, too. Remember when he said, uh, uh, I just, you know, the other day, I just saw what the cost is for a pound of hamburger wow that was one of those horrible you don't ever say that out loud now we know he doesn't do his own shopping we know he's not in the grocery stores we know he doesn't pay for his own food but the point is you don't go oh my god i had no idea what you peasants were paying you don't ever do that that's a disconnect you don't you always, it's the Bill Clinton. I feel your pain. Right. I see the prices going up. This is outrageous, and we need to work to bring them down. We're going to do that every day, blah, 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 whatever you got to say. But this is a guy who is so far removed well, from didn't, reality. Didn't, it's mind-boggling. The, the Clinton, actually, when he said, I feel your pain, I believe that came from what was uh, viewed as not being in touch when George Herbert Walker Bush was was in the grocery store one time talking about groceries or yeah, right. scanners or something like right. that. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. And I think that's where that whole thing came from. Right. Yeah. Uh, is that okay? You need to talk about the fact that I, that uh, you know I feel your pain now. Great. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Now you can't explain how you feel their pain because you really don't. But but, but you but you say I uh, you know what, when you say right. you feel your pain, what you're saying is I understand your pain. And 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 that's it. And and. You know, look, you and I could could get into it and break it down and say, uh, you know, because this is inevitably what they look at, you know, a, a small family or a single parent uh, with kids. And this is look at what they're you know, how they're struggling. You saw the information that came out yesterday uh, that uh, the uh, at the end of December, the people that had uh, that were essentially broke, that had no money at the end of the month. Is, is now back at where it was pre-pandemic levels. In other words, this is what exactly what uh, uh, Jamie Dimon and other analysts were saying that the any any money that was built up during you know uh, being able to save from not commuting or, or whatever during the COVID time uh, is is gone, and now we're back to uh, pre-pandemic levels. But I would argue too that it's worse 
because the inflation is so high. And these these are the things that everybody looks at that and says, there's no way you can tell me. And this is, you know, exactly what John was getting to. You know, uh, the national average just went to AAA uh, to double check. And on the national average, we are about, uh, you know, uh, the, the 15, 16, 17 cents higher per gallon for unleaded gas. And, of course, we can get into natural gases. As we mentioned, he, you know, he was mentioning his rates going up on his energy bills. And you look at that and people are just saying, what is wrong with you? Well, what are we up 15 cents? Uh, on, on unleaded gasoline per in, gallon. In, in, in what? A, a month? Week? Uh, over a month. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, and the, the problem is, and when they try and build that disconnect or, or when they try and build, uh, uh, that, uh, that, that argument out, the, di- they make the disconnect even worse. When they try and say that, uh, Everything is fine. The economy is good. Inflation is coming down. Energy prices are coming down. You sound like mentally you're not all there just from those comments alone. You don't even have to add in the documents. You don't have to add in the Chinese balloon. You don't have to add in any of this other stuff. And you saw the uh, ratings for uh, the State of the Union down. Uh, tremendously mm-hmm. year over year. And we talked about it yesterday, the effect of when people are are struggling. And right now with the economy, people are struggling. And so they're looking for answers. What are you going to do for us? They weren't even willing to tune in for that. Well, and one of the reasons is because people have tuned Biden out. Yeah. They, people know he lies. Exactly. About, they know he lies about everything. Yep. And and uh, and that's that's the problem that he has. And I think Fox, you know, was the was the leader again, mm-hmm. and that's because, of course, the opposition wants to see yep. what's going on. Yep. But, you know, you don't see. Can you remember the last time? Now, we're now we're on hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of radio stations across the country. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our uh, podcast, a repeat of the show during the day, Gangbusters. Yeah. So and we know we have Democrats listening, yeah, because they may throw a barb in if they think you know if if we misstate something even by accident. See you guys, and so they're, and we know they're always you know they're always there. Do you remember the last time you got any type of email, tweet, message, anything positive from a Democrat on Biden? No. I don't remember the last time. No. I cannot tell you when that was. No. It might be a year. And that's why. You will have officially when people are, yeah, I support my Democratic Party. That's going to happen. But nobody goes out and is proactive about this guy at all. No one. No. No, they're not. Unless you're getting, you know, unless you're part of the, you know, whether you're part of the, how many bots are still left on Twitter? Whether yeah, you're part right. of the bots or whether you're part of the, you know, uh, the 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 paid Democratic Party and mm-hmm. the operatives to do that, mm-hmm. or you're somebody who is just, you know, hey, you've been a troll for the longest time, a liberal troll, and yeah. you're going to be continue to be a liberal troll. Right? Nobody, nobody defending Biden, no one, and that's the problem that he has, and that's why it was down because what did uh, oh 
I can't think of the uh, the liberal woman who said uh, with with uh, her friends, they just turn everything off. All of her liberal friends. And yeah. was that about Hillary or what was that about? Yeah, it was about Hillary. It was about Hillary. It's, yeah, in when, they, when they don't when they don't hear the news that they when the news when they know their party is failing, they just they don't get angry. Well, they might get angry, but they just turn it off and they don't discuss it anymore, which is sort of the opposite for conservatives and and Republicans. They don't shut up when they're dissatisfied with who's well, in office. You know, what's interesting is that we played the uh, audio from the interview on, on PBS and the question, you know, you said that it's irresponsible. Then what's irresponsible about how you handled it? Uh, 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 um, what I'm wondering is. The media approach by PBS or any other liberal media. The former editor of the New York Times said a few years ago that every time they posted something about Trump, subscription rates would skyrocket. And now you see the viral moments from like Pete Ducey's question and the brilliance behind the you you put these documents in the garage with your Corvette. What were you thinking? That was that was so well designed and had such a great effect. They could have flopped, but it didn't. Because it created that moment of everybody was focused on what? Something that would go viral, the Corvette, the whole thing, which was part of the pop culture appeal that the left was helping to promote when Biden was running and the whole thing. You know, average Joe Biden. And, and I would argue below average Joe Biden. And I'm wondering if now the liberal media looks at it and says, look, it's on. And and it's not that they're trying to, you know, go viral necessarily, but they understand where the attention is given. That if you on in a situation that that there is no defending a Joe Biden anymore and they don't have to. Now, I would argue if you're a true journalist, you don't have to defend anybody. Do the work. Of journalism. But I think one of the things, whether it's the liberal media or the average Democrat out there, there's no other option for Biden. No. When you think about, I I was seeing today that, you know, that uh, Sununu is going to, you know, is going to put his hat in. Mm. There are, there are a ton, you know, the media will focus, for example, on, uh, you know, uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene or Boebert or Gates Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. like that. I can't even think of the guy, the liar. Uh, did you see John Lovitz? When, uh, mm. yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon and pretended yeah. he was him, the, right. li- the liar. Yeah. Tom Tommy Flannery. It was actually pretty funny. Right. Uh, uh, but as you see, the Republicans have really, you know, you're, sorry, you're off all. And McCarthy said the other day, no, he won't be on any committees. Right. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, but you have, when you look at the Republicans right now, and people look at who the leaders of your party are. And when you look at it, when you see the uh, the choices out there, and I'll I'll put because of last night, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and you look yeah, at Sununu, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was John Stossel who did the interview with Pompeo, mm. and the other day, and it yeah. was I mean Pompeo was you listened to him, you went that's good, yeah, you know, that's it's right. it's it's really yeah. good. He's on he's really on message, and right, so right. I'm just saying the possibilities out there. You've got you have Trump, DeSantis. You've got uh, uh, Pompeo, mm-hmm. uh, John Bolton. Okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you've 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 got uh, you, you've uh, got uh, Pompeo. I mentioned Sununu, 
Sarah Huckabee Sanders now is, uh, uh, you know, is is uh, is moving up in uh, right. in in popularity. But there's a number, even Nikki Haley, whatever. You have a lot of people that have the. It's really mostly the same message, right? And that's the good thing because you want as a party to have those five or six, you know, solid messages, right. and then pick the best one out of that who can actually get the job done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's one yeah. of the things that, you know, we'll, in fact, we'll play DeSantis. DeSantis did that yesterday in response to the attacks he's getting from uh, Trump. Right. And he was asked a question. He didn't respond. Uh, you know, excuse me. He, he didn't, didn't engage. He didn't He didn't engage. He was asked a question. He just said, look, I, you know, I, I don't attack other Republicans. We, we get the job done here. That's what we do. And that's one thing. Remember I said way, way back when that one of the things that Republicans and conservatives are looking for, at least a significant portion, it's not just somebody who can promote the five or six th- things, but somebody who you look at them and go, no, they actually want to get the work done. And that's what you're seeing. But there, are, my point is, there's choices. There is, if you're a Democrat, Biden, um, mm-hmm. Harris. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now, a couple of months ago it was Newsom. He said, "I'm not going to run." Why? Yeah. Because Newsom will be selling California's dream to the rest of the nation. Yeah. And one of the things yesterday that was written about. Biden is, oh, I like Biden because he was really middle of the road. Well, right. he's not middle of the road. No. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Joe Roth. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. If you would uh, like to get in, coming up here on the show, the House starts investigating Twitter censoring, and a whole bunch more. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. That's what we are, and he is Eric Harley. I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you wish to, uh, in case you can't listen overnight. Somebody uh, sent me a note saying that uh, people, Dave, thank you for the note, people wonder what he's laughing at when he's listening during the day at work. He's listening with headphones on. Dave, thank you for listening. Thank you for (laughs) being one of our daytimers, our day walkers, as we call them. And he said, you know, he's just, uh, people at work walk by and look at him weird when he's laughing. They're wondering what he's laughing at. So spread the news. Spread the good cheer. Yeah. And uh, and share the app. It's, uh, it's free. For now. If you order now. <laughs> <laughs> look. Due to, due to these supply lo- chain constraints, yes, 
This, this, was, the Red Eye Radio app may not exist a month from now. Listen, they're trying to shut us down. <laughs> Get it now. Sounds, right. sounds like Trump. They're trying to shut us down. It's it's the the problem is is that these prices can't last forever. <laughs> <laughs> With inflation, well, I did notice it's, we're struggling to keep this price on our app. As low as it is. So get in now. But I did notice that in this, and it stopped about a month ago, but there were all these little widgets they're selling on TV, all the made for TV stuff. Yeah. That they kept saying, because of supply chain constraints, this product is being discontinued. Yeah. Like, okay, let me see next June if they're still selling it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like the furniture places that are always going out of business. 75, everything must go. But it went last week. But now it's really going. They uh, they actually they actually cracked down on that kind of advertising for uh, brick and mortar retail years ago, and said you can't have uh, that same level of sale seven days a week, three hundred and sixty five days a year. You can't do that. You can come back and say, you know. Uh, okay, uh, I don't know, uh, first Monday sale or Labor Day sale or Memorial Day sale or whatever. Well, why couldn't but, you say we always are on sale? You, well, that's the thing is you can't imply that those are sale prices. You can say these are our everyday low prices. Oh, okay. You can't say that because they considered that to be, um, <laughs> disingenuous. <laughs> Government regulators said that you can't lie to the people. <laughs> That's why, Gary, because lying to the, the people, people is, is wrong. wrong. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> I mean, that's another screwed up thing about society. <laughs> no, it is. The, we the, talked the, about the airline tickets. Yeah. You know, and the whole thing yeah. going back to the, you know, well, well, we need to make sure that they only show you the one price because that's what you're paying. Yeah, what about the taxes? No, 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 no. We're not going to break it down. No, they can't do that. We're going to... Well, the the entity that lies to us the most are the ones that lecture us about yeah. lying. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that's... And we accept it. Well, right. we don't. Yeah, but, right. but, and, and when I say we... Everybody who's listening, just uh, well, we we talk except about, if you're a liberal Democrat, and we we we've said it, and many people have said it. Our callers have said it from time to time. You know, if a CEO of a company were lying to shareholders or customers or uh, whatever uh, Federal Trade Commission or whatever, they would go to prison, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and well, those those laws are created by lawmakers and signed into law by presidents who tell the lie it's such a weird vicious and very wrong circle i'm not saying it's okay for ceos to lie i'm just saying it's not okay for any of them to lie if you're a public servant you should be telling the truth you know uh <laughs> the idea of, what was the movie with the uh, Jim Carrey was it liar liar? Yeah, yeah. When he couldn't, when he, he when he couldn't, couldn't lie, sto- he could not stop lying. He couldn't lie. Yeah. Actually, it was a pretty funny movie. It was. Uh, but then, if there were some way a, a real, if we had embedded in us, and I don't mean like a chip in the brain, Elon Musk, um, 
if we had embedded in our natural ability to detect every single lie and everybody knew it, how different everything would be. Now, we can break it down. Most critical thinkers can break it down. But it would, the the political landscape would collapse and then rebuild itself based on people who were there to actually serve the public. And that's what it comes down to, is that the truth is always the truth, whether anybody tells it or not. Lies require people to tell them over and over in order to live. In order for that lie to live on, they have to be repeated. The truth is the truth, whether people tell it or not. Well, that's why, and you and I had a lot of this discussion last year. I don't think we've had it this year yet. When we were talking about, you know, what Republicans should and should not do in order to win future elections. And we said, don't lie. You don't have to lie. Right. Stop. The biggest problem that I think we have today in our culture that I've seen over the last couple of years, and I'm I'm not talking about character traits because I I do still do believe that envy and jealousy is still one of the biggest problems that that uh, we have as a society. But that's that's not new. What I think is really incredibly new is as is the fact that. When you combine these two things together, the fact that we have more information to find out the truth than ever before, yet lying is bigger than ever. Yeah. And especially when you look, you know, and and you and there's no reason there's no reason for a Republican or a conservative to lie. And I can see somebody saying going, yeah, but, uh, you know, you you guys are the ones that talk about Social Security, Medicare have to be reformed. And and uh, the Republicans aren't talking about that. What they should say is, look, we understand that the American public believes this. But we can we can still cut wasteful spending. We can do this. We still have to solve these problems. Yeah. But this right. is what we have to cut here. There is a way. There is always a way to tell the truth and take the high ground. And when you have a political party like the Democrats, when you think of it, everything, every single issue that they stand for right now is built on a lie. Yeah. There isn't anything that isn't built on a lie. Right. Don't be them. Right, exactly. You know, it's like right. you know, it's like this old State of the Union. And look, I, you know, it, it's not to me, it's not as big anymore because there's such differences in where the Democratic Party is going as to as opposed to where the Republican Party is going. I would rather not see, you know, the the uh, the outbursts from a Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't think people really care that much about it. Would I like to have some decorum in that area? Yeah, but it's not a big deal anymore because there are bigger fish to fry. Uh, but the thing is, you know, it's like, well, should Kevin McCarthy rip up the speech like Nancy Pelosi? Yes, that's what they need to do. People, what's the goal? Is the goal to put on a show or is the goal to push uh, and actually get the substance out of an agenda, as I think somebody like DeSantis is showing? Right. And that's what I want. I could care less about the show. But you know something? Since I do a show, mm. you can actually do, you can actually have a show uh-huh. and get the substance done too. You can do the work. Right. And, and you know what? It turns out that long term, if you're doing it right, the show is about the work that's being done. Yeah. But you can, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, the Democratic Party cannot succeed unless they lie. They cannot tell. And this is even part of the, uh, the, the the Democrat analysis. 
Yesterday, well, Biden was really good because he was really moving to the middle. And why are they saying that? Because they know the Democratic Party isn't in the middle. Now, I don't believe he was in the middle, but compared to how far left they've gone, <laughs> yeah, they they look at him because really it was a typical populist speech. Uh, when, you, when you think about it, and I was a friend of mine asked me, well, what do you think about it? Uh, I didn't get to watch. Well, I have a buddy of mine. <laughs> wrote to me, I think he's on a business trip or something. He says, I was in the bar, the sound was off, but everybody at the bar was laughing at Biden. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah. Give me a rundown. And I said, as I said yesterday, typical stock Democratic speech when the economy is down. Clinton gave a few of those, mm-hmm. which which simply was put a list of everything that anybody might be worried about in their life, any bill that they have to pay and say government somehow is going to subsidize it for you or make it free for you. Mm -hmm. And there's not going to be, we can spend as much money as we want and we'll do incredible uh, deficit reduction while we spend more money than ever before. And I said, they sent the typical delusional message, which Americans and, you know, also, and while doing it, everything will be produced in America. Everything will be produced in America. You lie to them is what you say. Right. We're going to make it so everything is produced in America and everything will be free and there will be no deficit whatsoever. We'll make it even a bigger lie. Tell big, huge lies to the American public that makes them feel good. Right. And that's what was done yesterday. And that's why it initially got a good response. Oh, yeah, you're saying everything the government will do for us. Well. Yeah, and there's not going to be any deficit because of it. Oh, yeah. and everything's going to be produced in America and all American jobs. Oh, yeah, well, it sounds great to me. Let's do it. Right. Yeah. It's impossible. Right. No, it's, it's it's all impossible, but it doesn't matter if it sounds good. Well, I, I don't care whether it can be done or not. It sounds good. Yep, 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 yep. Let's go for that. Well, rah, rah, rah. Well, that Biden's yeah. a pretty good guy. Yeah. He cares about America. Right. Shut up. Well, you know, the the whole thing is that you they they try and make it more and more appealing uh and also try and make it scarier along the way, right? Uh you you try and package it to make it appealing. But what is believable and what isn't? If if well, if Biden what, what's believable, what's not believable is next week when the reality when when inflation is still there. That, and, it, and, and that's and that's the problem. If if Biden had come out and said, "I'm going to work with Congress to get a higher uh, a, a a a tax rebate for families," you would have a conversation the following day about a tax rebate. So go back to the Bush years, and you know what was it, uh, six hundred dollars per household or something, three hundred dollars per person, whatever it was, and. It was, you know, you could say that and go, oh, okay. Uh, people would believe that. The problem with that small of a promise is that you've carried this massive megaphone and every day your megaphone needs to be greater. It needs to be bigger and louder. Mm-hmm. So a greater tax refund, might people might go, oh, that's great, but. Because inflation is so big, because the spending during COVID was so big, you're not going to be able to ever match that again. And this is where the Democrats have painted themselves into a corner. Now, having said that, the American people, many of them, far too many, still believe that they want money from the government. But when you go to the biggest 
level of spending that we have ever seen for such a situation. There's no way to get back to that point, which is why they didn't want to let COVID go. They wanted this spending to go on forever. Remember when they were saying, and I remember Mayor Pete going, uh, uh, yeah, well, you know, everything is related to COVID. So, my gosh, we're going to have to help the people uh, for a long, long time. The economy will feel the effects of blah, 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 blah. And they were saying that for a few minutes. And the fact of the matter is, is you can't because now uh, the dogs are at the door. $31 trillion and growing. And there is no other way to look at it because now the world is paying attention going, oh, wait a minute. Uh, interest rates going up. Uh, the national debt for the United States is skyrocketing. They're going to have to eat a massive chunk, as as you pointed out many times, Gary. We're going to, in order to afford to, to make the interest payments, service the interest on the national debt alone, that means you either have to bloat the budget out of control, which is probably uh, going to be what they want to do, or or the tendency or you have to cut things. You have to make cuts because interest rates are skyrocketing and the principal and the interest is going up at the same time. You can't sustain that. And Biden couldn't, he could promise the moon and he's not going to be able to deliver. Nobody was listening because they know you really can't do it. Not that they don't want it, but you can't deliver that. 86690 Red Eye. Surviving and thriving as an owner-operator has just as much to do with managing costs as it does with generating revenue. Like the chief financial officer of any company, you have to be concerned about rising costs, especially without increases in revenue. Trying to reduce costs, let alone make sense of them, can be a complicated task. Understanding basic principles of operating costs can save you thousands of dollars a year. A penny saved could be $1,000 earned. Saving just one penny per mile over 100,000 miles driven annually will deliver $1,000 to the bottom line at the end of the year. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Listen to Red Eye Radio wherever you are with the Red Eye Radio app. Available on... Basically, let's spend everything, take care of everything, give you everything, and it will actually lower, give us lower deficit reduction. We all yeah. know that's a, that's a lie. Right. And you can't get the money, whatever you think, you can't get the money from billionaires. Right. And if you sit there and say, we're going to massively tax the corporations and the billionaires, then you're going to hurt economic growth, which right. means... Uh, where the still the majority of money uh, uh, comes from, which is probably people under a million, you know, everybody paying across the board, mm-hmm. where a huge amount comes and state and local taxes, too. At the same time, where, where, you've got where major from, corporations, major brands announcing thousands and thousands <clears throat> and thousands and thousands of, of layoffs. Of layoffs, right, right. But I'm just simply talking about what biden was talking about well, yesterday what I'm, the reason is, i'm connecting that is because of corporate if you're taxing a corporation and they're already laying people off what do you think is going to happen after you right, go gonna, after them with tax right it 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 you know the economic growth is not going to be there which means the tax base isn't going to be there with the inflation that we have right now and powell said it yesterday a significant period of time before we get inflation down to two percent yeah that oh, means yeah you know, and, and one thing that everyone is worried about is the fact of the inflation that most of you have never seen. Mm-hmm. I went through it. Mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember the inflation of the 70s. You're oh talking about a decade of inflation. Yeah. That's not even imaginable because people are at right now. There's like they're at their wits ends right now. Mm-hmm. It's not over. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that wasn't. You know, America might have said, well, I like the speech sounded good because he promised everything and said deficit will come down and everything else. Well, he's lying to you. Yeah. And you're buying into the lie. And you shouldn't do that. As an American, when you talk about especially your own fiscal sanity, you shouldn't be so willing to be BSed. Yeah. But it's that the point is we're at this situation right now. It's not going to end over the next two years. No. Inflation is going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. And worse, the rate of increase may come down. But as you said, the cumulative effect of what inflation was two years ago, the percentage of it is built on the cumulative effect, you know, right now of what we had last year. Mm-hmm. And last year was built on the cumulative effect of the year before. Yeah. And so it keep, the, the prices keep going up, even though they may say, well, the percentage rate of increase is coming down. Yeah, but it's still a hell of a lot of money. And yeah. and the, the, the fact is, everything that Biden was promoting yesterday, everything, is what caused the inflation that we see today. And he's telling the American people, I'm going to do it again. And the American people in the flash uh, polling that was done by CNN said, we like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> so if Americans aren't going to be specific in what they want out of their government officials, why should their government officials be specific? The IRS, the world's most aggressive collection agency.
fourth branch of government. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. I was just going through, uh, and this may be, you know, the thing is, though, it may not be the last time uh, that we mention what was in the State of the Union. We may reference back to it, but it's important, you know, I, I think to actually break it, break it all down. And I was just going through the Hill.com and, and uh, columnist Joe Concha, Biden's State of the Union. Everything is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Said, let's get one item out of the way. State of the Union addresses are among the most overhyped events of any presidency. Thousands of words, many designed for easy applause lines from one side of the chamber. Mm-hmm. Ample sound and fury signifying nothing. Yeah. Think about it for a moment. Outside of former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's tearing up of, well, sophomore, tearing up of President Trump's 2020 State of the Union address, what memorable line or moment has ever stood out in these speeches? They are a little more than a laundry list of policy positions marinated in self-congratulation. Said Tuesday's night uh, addressed by President Biden was no different. The commander-in-chief engaged in happy talk that would have one believe that inflation were 1.4% instead of the 6.5% as it currently stands. That violent crime weren't, uh, excuse me, that uh, the commander-in-chief engaged in happy talk would have one believe that violent crime weren't climbing in most cities across the country. It is. That the border was closed and secure. Well, more than 5 million illegal migrants have entered the country since Biden took office. More than 100 on the terror watch list. That fentanyl overdoses were minimal. Fentanyl is the leading killer of adults between ages of 18 to 49. Due to lax border policy that allows lethal the lethal drug produced in China to be chip, shipped to Mexico and brought into the country relatively easy. That the U.S. education system continues to improve not college admission scores their lowest in 30 years that the world is a relatively stable place and that's not true uh no matter the president spun the numbers to make it feel like it's the roaring 20s again biden declared inflation has fallen every month for the last six months while take-home pay has gone up what he failed to mention was that the inflation rate is inflation excuse me is still at five times higher than it was the day that he took office (laughs) while wages are still not keeping up with inflation. As for the national debt, the spin continued. The lies, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, for two years since we've been in power, we've reduced the national debt. So far, $1.7 trillion in two years. It, and we're st- we still grew the economy, but we did it because we paid for everything. We paid for everything, and we grew the economy at the same time. End of quote. Is that true? I'm going to go with no. No, that simply is not true. That's a lie. On the day Biden was inaugurated, the national debt was $27.7 trillion. According to the U.S. Treasury, as of February 6, $31.5 trillion. The conditions on the ground, as seen in the minds of Biden's speechwriters, and as experienced by the public, are as disconnected as ever. A recent NBC News poll asked voters, If they felt the country was on the right track or the wrong track, 70% said the wrong track. This marks the ninth consecutive poll 
during the Biden administration where at least 68 percent or more of likely voters have expressed that gloomy sentiment. NBC News has never before recorded this level of sustained pessimism in the history of its polling, which includes following the 1992 recession and the 2008 Great Recession. Mm. No matter before the speech, many in the media touted what an awesome job Biden has done. After the speech, they predictably hailed the speech in glowing terms. This disconnect only reinforces the public's lack of trust in the media. Per an in-depth 2002 Pew Research study, 65% of the nearly 12,000 journalists surveyed said the media does a solid job covering the most important stories of the day yeah. <laughs> Boy, they, yeah. and, and reporting uh-huh. news accurately. Mm. But when the public was asked how they viewed the media, just 35% felt the same way. That's a 30-point perception gap. Well, and, 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 you know, they touch here on the disconnect, you know, when it comes to the media. We spoke about it earlier. I was talking about the disconnect with, you know, with Biden and saying energy prices are coming down, inflation is coming down, when that is not the case. And that disconnect is important because if the if the people don't trust uh, more and more, they don't trust anything coming out of the White House and they don't trust anything coming out of the media. It has them searching for answers elsewhere. Either that or just, uh, I don't know, closing the door and and drawing the blinds and turning the TV off, like what's your name said about Hillary. But I I think most people look at it and say, all right, what is the answer here? What is, how do we correct all the problems we've got going on? And that's that kind of, Consideration is what changes elections, what shapes elections. Biden promising the world is a joke. Again, if he had come out specifically with one item and said, look, this is the one thing that that, 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 more importantly right now to help families, I want to do this. I'm going to work with Congress to get this done by the end of the year. That's one thing. But even that falls short because it's not enough. Because the spending has been too outrageous. And then the over the top, you know, um, from this perspective, the media reacting to the speech. Uh, Chris Wallace, you know, praising the speech. All right. Uh, Chuck Todd, you were asking yesterday, we get to Sunday and 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 Chuck Todd's show on Sunday morning is going to be all about how great the speech was. Probably because Chuck Todd won't be able to help himself. But the fact of the matter is, as they point out here, that's a huge disconnect. And the American people don't trust the media. When you look at this, the rank and file liberal Democrat knows. They may hate Republicans and they may never vote Republican. But they look at what's going on right now, and they know the truth. If they're being intellectually honest, they know. Was it Maureen Dowd that said the closing the door and drawing the uh, drawing the blinds and the whole thing, basically putting your head in the sand and, I think and so. not yeah, saying yeah, anything? More, yeah. And and we've asked on a number of fronts, where are the rank and file Democrats being louder about you know whatever it is and uh, liberal transgender movement and and things that are going on and. 
and how that affects uh, women's rights and, and all of that. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is, is far too many people are willing to bury their heads in the sand. And we've got massive problems right now. The southern border. I mean, look at everything going on this week on, on Capitol Hill. The uh, Border Patrol hearings, uh, the Twitter files when it comes to um, Hunter's laptop and, and how the FBI uh, was involved in social media and shaping the message on social media for a major presidential election cycle. And all of these things that are right now broken, these are not small things. They are the cornerstones of a free society. And they have to be repaired. Because if they're not, the house comes crumbling down. Plenty on the far left would love for that to happen. But I still believe that the overwhelming majority of American people wouldn't. Well, I think, you know, again, with all the positive spin, when I'm watching it yesterday, one of my thoughts is, wow, you know, there are some Americans actually probably watching this thinking, okay, things are going to get better and inflation isn't going to get better. And then you had Powell come out yesterday and say, no, this, this the inflation above 2% yeah. is going to go on for a very significant yeah. Yeah. amount of time. And it's like, right. well, what does that mean? Is this going right. to, are you talking about the 70s again? Are you talking about consistently, you know, consistent uh, inflation, which will drag us? If you continue with this, you continue with this, they already expect there's going to be some type of recession this this year. We were in a recession last year, but you're going to have very meager economic growth. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Irrespective uh, uh, of that. And the prices are going to keep going up and the wages can't keep up with it. And and you the the lack of uh, uh, available labor, so the labor, labor inflation yep. that is applied and, on top of <clears throat> the effect of spending far too much money. I mean, my question would be for Powell if I thought he would give a straight answer completely. I thought I thought by the way I was kind of surprised when he said that, but because he wasn't painting a rosy picture. That's that is very bleak indeed. But if you look at I, I would ask the question, does that mean you have no intention of going higher on the interest rates? Because the effect would be and, and he spoke uh, the other day also about uh, the what the Fed can and can't do in terms of uh, the debt ceiling. But what we know they can do on interest rates and have done in the past is that you bring those interest rates up. And they're saying, too, that the interest rates need to go up to get on top of the labor inflation. And why is that? Because interest rates go up. When they do that, that manipulation drives the uh, economy downward, which means people get laid off. Well, I don't know. I honestly don't have any hopes in and what the Fed will do or won't do, the manipulation of the American dollars has been going on for far too long. And the real answer is to be more productive as a nation. That requires a number of things, though. It requires more people that we don't have. And the polls show the American people don't want more legal immigration in order to fill those jobs. So 
I can sit here, you and I can sit here till, till we're blue in the face and say, you know, we need a more productive society, but we don't have the manpower. And we're not willing to, we don't want to as a nation right now, we don't want to open up more legal immigration. We're not procreating. We're not having babies. Women aren't uh, entering the workforce like they did in a big way for the first time after World War II. There's not this expansion that that re- that yeah. is required and, for an expanding economy. And there aren't the realities, and this is where the Republican Party, I believe, and this gets back to originally what we're saying, Republicans and conservatives don't need to lie. You can still be positive and say there are solutions to all of this, but don't lie. Right. Don't yeah. lie to the don't do what the right. Democrats are doing. I don't want to be the 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 Democrats. And there are still too many Republicans and people that call themselves conservatives that are in it for the show yeah. and not for the substance of it. Yeah. And I said, hey, we can do both. Yep. Give me a little bit of show. And if you got substance to back up the show, more people pay attention to the show. Yeah. Do the work. And that will mean yeah. something important long term. And that will be the show. 86690 Red Eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Coming up following the top of uh, the uh, hour. Uh, more on the House uh, uh, hearing, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story, but really not the half-true Hunter Biden laptop story, <laughs> uh, but uh, Twitter uh, censorship. We'll get into that just a little bit. And, whoa, what, mm. what is this? Mm. Uh, I'm old enough to remember uh, Seymour Hirsch when uh, he wrote the number of articles on the My Lai Massacre in, uh, in Vietnam, and he won the Pulitzer Prize for it. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's claiming that the Nord Stream 2 pipeline was blown up by the United States. Mm-hmm. Yesterday in an article in Substack, mm-hmm. White House denies it, Pentagon denies it. Uh-huh. You know, the first thing I first thing when I saw that story, I went, so Biden, who won't even shoot down a bo- spy balloon over the United States, gave the go-ahead for the United States... To blow up the Nord Stream? Yeah. Well, given his take on uh, uh, oil and energy pipelines <laughs> in general, I'm shocked that he didn't blow up the Keystone XL pipeline. <laughs> I was looking for that story to come out almost immediately. That not only did he shut it down, he blew it up, the Keystone XL pipeline. So, that's no, what, I. That's it, what happened. Yeah. The, the Pentagon went and said, should we blow up the pipeline? Yeah. He thought it was Keystone. Oh, by the way. Yeah. No, he, he blew, he blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. And the thing is, is that, uh, then afterwards he learned that Russia invaded Ukraine. He just did it for global warming. He didn't. He had no idea what was going on in Ukraine. And so he totally, just blew it up. Totally a climate change. Is this a climate change thing?
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Download our app today and if you can't listen live overnight, you can listen when and where you want. All right, so the story out yesterday, uh, uh, Seymour Hersh, who won the Pulitzer Prize for his the My Lai story, the uh, Vietnamese massacre, civilian massacre by U.S. troops back in uh, the Vietnam uh, War, wrote a story yesterday on Substack that uh, it was the United States that planted remotely triggered explosives that wrecked three of the four pipelines built to carry natural gas from Russia to Europe. He went on to claim that the Navy conducted the operation under the cover of a NATO maritime exercise. In a short statement, Pentagon spokesperson Marine Corps Lieutenant Garen Garn told the New York Post the United States was not involved in the Nord Stream explosion, reiterating the Defense Department's response to the same question in October. Uh, what uh, Hirsch uh, is suggesting, according to the New York Post, it said Biden ordered the explosions to stop Putin from weaponizing natural gas for his political and ter- territorial ambitions. Eric believes it was climate change. As as mm-hmm. uh, Germany and the rest of Europe relied heavily on Russia for natural gas. Without the pipelines, Europe would be forced to end its reliance on Russia, starving Russia billions of dollars that could have been contributed to its war effort, the report alleged. Now, in 2013, he, I don't know if people remember this, but really didn't make much news back then. But uh, he uh, claimed in a 2013 interview that the official story of the operation that killed Osama bin Laden was one big lie. Uh, two years later, Hearst published an account in the London Review of Books that claimed the Al-Qaeda leader was a prisoner of, a, of Pakistani authorities at the time he was killed and that the CIA was tipped off to his whereabouts by a member of the country's powerful intelligence service rather than bin Laden's courier, as the Obama administration claimed. Then White House Press Secretary Josh Ernst said Hirsch's report was riddled with accuracy and outright falsehoods, and CIA Deputy Director Michael Morell at the time told CBS News that he got a third of the way through the article and stopped because every sentence I was reading was wrong and nobody ever verified his story or found his same sources. By the way, uh, on that. So. Well, because the first question would be, all right, if that were the case and it were covert, which, of course, it would be, our allies would still know. Germany would know, right? If it were the case that we took out the pipeline, all of Europe would know that. How would they? Well, there's the question. If you did it and you didn't tell Germany that you did it, then and then it came out later and our allies find find out that we're the ones that took it out. Oof. So 
Yeah, I guess it could be either or. By the way, the the way I said that to you was if I was, uh, I asked that like, you know, I asked that and I realized my tone might have sounded like I was throwing out the fact of uh, I believed in this scenario. I, I, no, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I, want to make yeah, sure that. I, yeah. The, you know, but the thing is, is that if, and this is why I don't know that I, I believe the story. It wouldn't be shocking, but if I'm going to place a dollar on that bet, that if we did do it, then I'm guessing we were, we informed our allies that we were doing it. To send a message to Russia and that we would make up for that because we would come in with supply to make sure that they were not going to suffer in the future with supply on natural gas and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. The, 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 the reason I, I doubt the story uh, is just because of, of Biden himself, mm-hmm. of could he make a decision to actually do something like that and make it in a period of a couple of weeks. And I just highly doubt that that would come from Biden. And the reason is... When you see Secretary of Defense Austin yesterday talking about the spy balloon on CBS and Mm -hmm. saying that the balloon forces to limit movement and communications across the country so we didn't expose nuclear capabilities, which, number one, that does that mean, okay, you weren't able to jam it. You just stopped communicating. Right. You basically uh, we went into hiding on our own soil. We were hiding from the enemy on our own soil because it was it was implied that we were able to stop them from tracking. Yeah. Well, is that not the case? Because what he's saying here is we were forced to limit our movement and communications across the country, so we did not expose nuclear capabilities. Well, if you knew that, and this is by the time it got to Mon- Montana, right? and you knew it was already over Alaska the entire time, and you knew the possible capabilities that this satellite had, and he still didn't shoot it down. And it's over American territory. And now it seems are implying that we weren't able to jam it. We had to stop doing what we were doing. Mm -hmm. Whatever communications we did. So they couldn't pick up on our nuclear capabilities. Which means you were fearful that this Chinese spy balloon could give them critical information about our ICBMs. Intercontinental ballistic missiles for people that don't know. And and our nuclear capabilities, and you didn't shoot the dang thing down. This is the same guy that would blow up the Nord Stream pipeline. Well, here's the thing, yeah, because what does what would it demonstrate if we indeed took out Nord Stream? It would demonstrate strength against Vladimir Putin. When's the last time Biden did that? Well, it would be a preemptive strike, like we haven't seen. Exactly. He's not that strong yeah. of a president. I don't think he's that guy. Nope. If he's not that guy to shoot down a Chinese spy satellite when a couple of days after this whole thing happened, I mean, over the United over the United States before it could gather information. Mm-hmm. And then the secretary of defense comes and says that we were forced to limit our communications and our movement. So we didn't expose nuclear capabilities and we didn't shoot the dang thing down. Biden wouldn't shoot it down. We didn't shoot it down. And override, because what he's claiming is the generals told me not to do it. What are you talking about? You're saying that you're shutting down our communications and our movement, and you believe 
that this could expose and you're doing it because you don't want to expose our nuclear capabilities. I don't care what you think that thing comes down. I go on the American public right now and let them and let them know this thing's going to be shot down. And if Biden had ordered Nord Stream taken out, Biden would want to boast about that all day, every day. <laughs> That's a great point. That when's the last time that oh. he showed strength against Russia? And when's the last time he did anything and didn't brag about it? Here's the thing. What she did about the balloon the other day. Yeah. I ordered that. Here's the thing. Hmm. If the PBS interview he did yesterday, which he did, of course, after the State of the Union, mm-hmm. is the last time he makes a public appearance and answers any questions in the next two months, would that be indications that he did blow up the Nord Stream pipeline <laughs> and they don't and they don't trust him out there answering even one question <laughs> well yeah i guess uh, we we should watch that uh, look i think there are a couple of possibilities a few when it comes to Nord Stream Vladimir Putin Greta you know there are <laughs> it's more likely Greta blew it up <laughs> uh you know uh she was seen Buying uh, uh, swim fins and uh, and a and a and a mask, a diving mask. Um, but but you look at the nature of this president and 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 what he's honestly what he is capable of and not capable of. He's capable of, in fact, insistent about boasting all day long. But he's not capable of showing strength against uh, an enemy, and that would be because that's the thing. Um, I. I would doubt that we would take uh, take this out. If it were another president, maybe he wouldn't need to boast. Uh, but you take out Nord Stream, you're probably sitting in the uh, Situation Room having a video conference with leaders in Europe, uh, Germany specifically, and they're in the know. And you don't want it out because you don't want to provoke Russia, uh, again, I'm, I'm, man, I'm, I'm going on a very long, you know, limb here. It's interesting, you know. I've yeah. So, you know, if that were to happen, so what is more likely the case that we didn't do? Was uh, a dad bod, excuse me, dad bod, Leonardo DiCaprio on his yacht near the pipelines with uh, scantily clad. Uh, college-aged co-eds. No, because unlike Greta, he actually does not care about global warming. People are wondering all the rest that I threw in there. Yeah. He's being criticized for having a 19-year-old girlfriend, uh, and he apparently looks plump. He looks fat. He's he's looked plump since about 10 minutes <laughs> after the movie Titanic came out. <laughs> How do I know? Hey. Because I was reading some of the serious issues of the in, in, in entire Twitter censorship hearings uh, yesterday, and the story next to it was <laughs> on a plump Leonardo DiCaprio. Which means, by the way, uh, that – oh, my gosh. Hold on. What? The movie Titanic had already been out for – Eight years before she was even born, his girlfriend. <laughs> no, yeah. she's 19. Yeah. 
When did that come out? 96. No. Mm-hmm. 96, 97. That there. long ago? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know because of my um, two oldest daughters. <laughs> At that I, time, I, I thought, were, I were it was teenagers. Like, I thought it was like yeah. 2000 or something. Yeah, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Which means she still wouldn't have been born, but no, it was 90, either 96 or 97. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did like, who was it who, because um, I, I just see in the, I, I see in Fox News and the New York Post constantly Megyn Kelly analyzing everybody's personal relationships. Have you noticed that lately? Those are the headlines. Yeah, Megan Nine, Kelly seven. It was yeah. okay. Megan Kelly says this about yeah. these yeah. this, this person's relationship. Megan Kelly says this about this relationship. Megan Kelly says this about this. Did she become the gossip? The couple's gossip. I I, I reporter guess. here over the last yeah. six months or so because that's the only thing I see. She's commenting on everybody's personal relationships. I'm like, I that's are, a little bit different than what she used to do. Well, I, it's. Those are such useless headlines when they post, when they, they write a story about somebody commenting. And, and sometimes it's somebody commenting on other people's comments. This person had this to say about what that person said. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, no way. But somebody made no the, somebody made the comment that a lot of the people talking about that it's inappropriate for Leonardo DiCaprio to be dating a 19 year old mm-hmm. are the same ones that believe uh, gender surgery should be done on children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was the comment. I'd make sure I got. Oh that my one gosh! Uh, it yeah, is, it is. It is so much fun right now, mm-hmm. and it continues. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Get all the... It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Curley and I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. So we had this yesterday... At the Twitter censorship hearings uh, that uh, Comer's uh, uh, committee had, um, Mm. the Republican uh, Mm -hmm. James Comer had yesterday. A whole hearing about a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation. That is why we are here right now. And it is... It, it's just a, an abuse of public resources, an abuse of public time. We could be talking about health care. We could be talking about bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. We could be talking about abortion rights, civil rights, voting rights. But instead, we're talking about Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story. Ah, so she admits that it's real in part. Well, that's, I mean, a, that's a long way for her to go. Well, when you think about it, everything, she doesn't back up anything. Yeah, of course. There, there's no, there's, she makes an allegation but backs up nothing. What do you mean half fake? Then mm-hmm. what part is true? Mm-hmm. And what part of the Hunter Biden laptop story is fake? Yeah. The part right. of the, I'll tell you what's half fake, that it was Russian disinformation. Yeah, the 51 former Intel individuals who all got together and wrote a letter. And and what's the 24-7 the right-wing, uh, let me let me go back. I'll go back to the the beginning of it here. Here here we go. A whole hearing about a twenty four hour hiccup in a right wing political operation. What's she talking about? 
She wants you to believe that the laptop was a plant. By the right wing? Yeah. Right wing? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nobody is making that. It, right. it was so bizarre. Her comments were so bizarre. <laughs> that I have to ask, what is she talking about? <laughs> is I, You know, and I really saw that yesterday from some of the Democrats. It's like they're talking about stuff. You're like, that doesn't even relate to anything. This is actually about this is actually about the censorship of as as we know, which by the way, the American public is extremely concerned. Uh, yeah. Number right. one, deflection. When somebody deflects something and doesn't say, Okay, here's the specific reasons why this is BS, you know they have nothing. Exactly. You know AOC has nothing because she can't back up anything, which can she ever? And and so uh this is about, as we know, Twitter censorship and the government's role in censoring Twitter. And that's the key here, because really, if you watched any of it yesterday, and I watched a significant uh, uh, portion of mm-hmm. it, and then the lights mm-hmm. went out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the power actually went out. Oh. And, uh, it's, but you're, and, and it's tough, though, because you're in and out doing stuff. I went to the store, come back, and, you know, you just you get busy doing that, phone calls. and uh, But uh, you, they admitted because, you know, Yoel Roth admitted that, oh, no, uh, I didn't want to do this, but I got told to do it from up top. And they said, who told you to do it? And, you know, he got the name. They got the name. And I'm sure that'll be one of the other people that will. All right. And you keep moving up the line. Well, if you made the decision, who told you to do it? You just exactly. keep moving up the line, moving up the line. Right. This is actually isn't about what Twitter decided uh, to censor on their own. This is about the communications between the government, the money that was exchanged between the FBI, which is the government, and uh, 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 Twitter to do censoring. And that wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we're the government and we're telling you what to do and we're paying for you to do certain things. And if we're paying you, then we're paying you to do what? We're paying you to do our bidding. And so when we know that the Hunter Biden laptop was taken by the FBI. Yeah. A year or 10 months before mm-hmm. uh, this whole thing came out, the FBI knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was legit. And, well, what, and, and what they're trying right. to, what they're trying to tell you is, well, Hunter Biden, uh, Hunter Biden isn't president. Hunter Biden isn't president. But everything in the laptop relates to the president. Exactly. And, you know, this whole and, and she what was interesting is that she starts out in this, you know, the far it's the, the far right wing vast conspiracy is what she wants you to believe, and then says half fake. Yeah, why didn't she say completely fake? By the way, <laughs> stop doing Hillary quotes from thirty years ago. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the first thing I, I thought when <laughs> she said right wing, and then she says we could be doing things like talking about abortion rights. You know, your party doesn't have power in the house right you you, did does she know that has she been told that thing was the american public knows it's about censorship and all the polls show american public is very concerned about censorship this is why she's actually upset yes it's because things are getting real
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. So good, you know you want to listen again with our podcast, available on our app and at RedEyeRadioShow.com. And he's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. I wasn't going to talk about this, but then I just happened to come. I was going through the audio cuts that I saved, and I went, uh-oh, got to mm. talk about this one. All right. All right. Then this is, again, from the State of the Union. Mm. Here's, uh, here's Biden. Okay. Here, here we go. Most of us in here have never had to have the talk, the talk that brown and black parents have had to have with their children. Bo, Hunter, Ashley, my children. I never had to have the talk with them. I never had to tell them if a police officer pulls you over, turn your interior lights on right away. Don't reach for your license. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Imagine having to worry like that every single time. I have since I've got my driver's license at 16 years of age. I actually, uh, that is a practice, and I've had that discussion with my children about yep. it. Yep, and I've had it with my my uh, my nephew. I've demonstrated that a couple of times yep. with my children in the car. I was traveling one time, uh, 2006. I think it's the last time I got pulled over. And Cimarron, New Mexico. The sun was going down. My uh, nephew and my son had been skiing on the uh, at, at Red River, um, and we were just hanging out for a weekend. And they they pulled me over as as I'm pulling in. A uh, really nice officer walks up, but it was getting dark. There are three males in the car. I was aware of everything. I was thinking of everything that the officer might be concerned about as he approached the car. And I turned the dome lights on and rolled the back windows down because my window tent in the back was pretty dark. And it was cold outside, but I wanted to make sure that he had a full view of everything that was going on in the car. And those are things that I have had, you know, I don't know how many discussions, but it's I have made that clear with my kids about how you behave in the presence of law enforcement if they're going to detain you for a moment, whether it's roadside or anywhere else, uh, this is how you should approach that situation. And so, like many other things, they want you to believe, you know, uh, uh, I, well, I, I guess my question really would be, why didn't you have conversations with Hunter about that? Well, actually, my question would have been, why didn't you have discussions with Hunter about not doing crack? Mm -hmm. Because when you do crack, you do stupid things like leave a laptop at a computer store that has all of the information about how your family has become enriched by the Chinese. So actually, probably the police officer story, if they pull over your car, would be secondary on my mind if I were if I were Biden. I I believe we've hit a moment. We're two years in. 
And Joe Biden said something that I believe. That he didn't talk to his children about law enforcement. (laughs) I believe that to be true. If you're listening on the podcast and you downloaded this, feel free to keep this so you can prove me wrong. If I say Joe Biden has never said anything that is true, you can you can repeat this back to me. You can send me this clip because I believe Joe Biden when he says I never had a conversation with my kids about law enforcement. I believe that. So all of you liberal Democrats, rank and file, say, you guys never say anything good about... No, I think he was telling the truth there. <laughs> Look, middle ground. <laughs> we're trying to hack, we're trying to hold the middle ground here. See, we're not on the right or the left. We're in the middle. We're just right. We're, yeah. Uh, I remember, I've probably in my lifetime only got pulled over probably once every 15 years. Yeah. I think 2006 was the last time, I think that was the last time I got pulled over, and they were having a problem. Coming off the mountain, I I don't ski. My my nephew and my son wanted to go skiing, and it was right after Christmas, and they were going to go on this trip, and I happened to be off, and I said, look, you know, I'd, you know, I'd feel more comfortable, I'd rest easier if I went with you guys, and I can hang out. I'll do the driving, and you guys can have a good time, and so... um we went and coming off that mountain in New Mexico, the officer explained to me, he goes, here's what happened is that we right here at this intersection, he showed me um, and where I pulled over, it was an intersection where there was this big convenience store, pretty much one of the only things in in Cimarron at that time. And he said the we, we dropped the speed limit coming off of the mountain and, you know, because of this intersection and a lot of people don't see it so you know, we have to ramp up enforcement. I can't give you a warning, um, you know, because I was doing 50 and a 35 because the last sign I had seen was 35 because I missed the one or, or 50. I missed the one that said 35, but that's on me. And I knew and I was like, OK, um, I it happens, you know, and, and to all of us, it's happened on my right. way to work. Well, here, for uh, me, for the, you know, before the reason I want to bring it up is mm-hmm. because I was. It was uh, it was drilled into me what you do now, both yeah. by my parents and even by driver education. Right. right. Here's what you do when, yeah. a, when, when a when a cop pulls you over. Right. And I, I actually go to a, to probably the extent where when the officer pulls you over, they know you know what to do. You know, like Nas, yeah. you go, oh, thanks, appreciate it. Right. And, and, and when I, I, I can still remember, and I remember do, what happened was I was just, I was coming into work one night and there was construction on my, the bridge that I come across and there's never construction on the bridge. Mm-hmm. It's just never. And yeah. so I just, you know how it, when I come into work, I'm just, my mind's thinking of everything that's going on. Yeah. Now when I go down that road, <laughs> I, I actually, yeah. it's like 45. I put it on cruise control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even at 45. Right. So I don't get it. And so uh, I just, you know, I'm crossing the bridge at four and it was 35. Right. And so I can't remember exactly how much I was going, but I get off the bridge and the lights come on. I'm like, well, I'm going to pull over to this, the, this side street right in front right. of the fire, the fire station right there. Yeah. And it's very open and everything else. But as I'm pulling my wallets already out of my pocket, as I'm driving, the license is out. It's in my right hand. 
Uh, you know, it, it's in my right hand. I open up the glove compartment. My insurance is in my other hand. And so I pull over. By the time I stop, all the four windows are down. Yeah. All my four windows have come down in the passenger side, my side. The lights are on. The interior lights are on. My hands are at 10 and 2, license in one hand, the insurance card in the other. He goes, oh, you're already. Does this happen often? I went, no, I just know how, <laughs> I just know how to make your life easier. And he goes, thanks. And he said, did you know what you did? And I said, I'm guessing construction, and it's not 45. He goes, no, it's 35. I went, yeah. I And I, I just went, well, he goes, let me go back. And he goes back. Wasn't even back in the car 10 seconds. Goes back out. And he goes, yeah. You live, he goes, you live right across the bridge. I go, yeah. And he goes, he goes what are you doing? I go, going to work. He goes, all right, have a good time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and let me go. And uh, that I think that was my last ticket, but I've been pulled over since then. And it was on my way in when we were in the last building. And the officer comes up and he says, um, uh, do you know what the speed limit is? I said, yeah, I've, I've lived in this neighborhood for a long time. And I said, I absolutely, it's, I wasn't, I simply wasn't paying attention. I had music going, I did, and had it cranked up. And, you know, I said, and which, of course, I turned down when he walked up to the window. And he came back and he gave me a warning. Um, You know, my dad was uh in the military he was law enforcement and he taught uh law enforcement and criminal investigation uh as well and i i always look at it i i don't know that uh, my dad didn't really have experience in terms of traffic enforcement but law enforcement uh he did but anytime you're going to be detained and my dad would have said this to me even if he weren't law enforcement, I know he would have said it. You know, you need to know that they're walking up, especially if it's in the dark. They can't see you. By the way, huh, that same trip, the ski trip, we had traveled also to Colorado, but the snow had made it uh, uh, too dangerous to go to where we were originally going, which is how we ended up going back to New Mexico. And a highway patrolman in Colorado pulled me over for hanging out in the left lane. And it was also dark. And I was also with my nephew and my son and the same thing. Now, he gave me a warning and said, you know, just make sure our state law says you have to be over in the right lane unless you're passing. And I said, OK, got it. Definitely. Uh, I think that I think it was on I-25. But, you know, that's, you know, these are the things that you're that you, you have. If you have children, you should be having regardless of who you are right. or what your ethnicity is well he's you should you should tell right. them how they're supposed to behave but he wants you to believe and and again i believe him he never had right. i i get it i can see based on what we know about hunter that he never had a conversation with his kids about law enforcement oh yeah we we, we can we can see that clearly yep uh, we can we can see that now where he said, can you imagine going through every single time you're, you know, with those thoughts in your mind? Well, yeah, because I'm pretty nervous when because, I get pulled be, over. Because when I drive, when I got my license to begin with, my parents and driver ed made me know the seriousness of the situation yeah. and how you're just a split second from death if you don't do the right things. Those are also in my mind. We can compartmentalize all of those and yeah. say, all these things I learn for my protection. I don't have to be paranoid about it. Right. I simply say, I don't want any miscommunication between the officer and myself. I want them to know when they pull me over 
that I am making their job as easy as possible and there's no confusion because it's dark out and I'm trying to protect myself. Yes, we human beings, Joe, we know you didn't want to tell Hunter about law enforcement Mm -hmm. because you didn't want him to have that pressure. Well, we see how that's worked out for him. But no, most parents wish to tell their kids the things, the dangerous things that can happen. And when you're driving, that you need to be careful. And when a police officer pulls you over when it's dark, you, as a respect to that law enforcement officer, you put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. Because it's dark out and they don't know what they're approaching. And you extend them every single courtesy that you possibly can. Right. That's what you tell your kids, Joe. But Joe wants to sit there and make it like there's this paranoid thing about cops. Uh, the cops are out to get you. And so you better be, you know, we, we, we don't tell our kids that. Only black and brown parents tell their kids that. And it's this horror that they have to live through every day. Shut up. And it's further condemnation of the law enforcement community. Yeah, it is. Implying that they should fear them. That there is something more nefarious going on. Right. You know, it's, look, uh, what a horrible example that he used. That was so easy to tear down, given Hunter's behavior. What I'd like to know is, let's do the statistics on unarmed people that have been shot who open up all of their windows, their indoor lights are on, and mm-hmm. their hands are right. at 10 and 2 on the wheel, and they follow the in, every instruction that the officer tells them. Right. How many How many unarmed people die uh, when detained by law enforcement when they follow those rules and regulations that Joe put out? Right. How many? None. Well, none ever. You know, uh, the left completely ignored the work of Heather McDonald when she broke yep. down the number yep. of uh, traffic stops, the number of 911 calls, the number of incidents and encounters with police. And just she you, broke that down and right. dispelled it. And just, completely. you know, roughly between 26 million, depending on the year, 26 million and 30 million traffic stops and over right. 250 million a quarter of a billion 911 calls which are police encounters with citizens and how many uh interactions between police and and uh uh possible suspects or people that are pulled right. over right. end up in something being completely and totally unjustified right and so at that point you put it in per in perspective when you say well the odds of it happening are one in 30 or 40 million greater mm-hmm. than winning the lottery mm-hmm. does that show a systemic problem with law enforcement? Right. If it does, it shows a serious problem with the lottery. More mm. people should be winning. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, based on those odds, right? 866 Red Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866 Red Eye. It's Red Eye Radio. 
Hey, Sarah Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Here's this headline. We'll talk about this more. Yeah. Uh, Governor Chris Sununu yeah. of New Hampshire takes a major step towards launching his White House bid, and also ah. DeSantis responds to Trump's latest attacks. All right. That more coming up. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Hey, that's part one of our show. Don't miss the rest. Click part two on our website, redeyeradioshow.com, or Red Eye Radio phone app to hear the rest of the show. And thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.